This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live all over D.C. and in Richmond on the fan and wherever you are on the Odyssey app, which you should download. If you don't have it, you can pause and rewind the show. We're Grant and Danny. Thanks much for making this program part of your day. We're taking you up to 6.30. We're presented by the law firm of Kondorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets and update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. You can visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Do want to thank all of our listeners who came out to Rudy's Golf yesterday. A couple of them saying they knew it was our final day out there, and they've been waiting, uh, thinking about it, and so they kind of uh, decided to make it happen. We're not, as of right now, scheduled to be anywhere uh, coming up soon during the show, but we do have an event that we announced yesterday. So if you want to hang out with us or any of your favorite personalities from the fan, we've got our big event with the Team 980 at Bethesda Theater this is February 2nd at 8 p.m. The Junks will be there. Be Mitch and Finley, Danny, myself, uh, the fellows from Bit Season, our crew, Darius and Ryan, will be on site. Uh, this is all presented by Main Street Bank, your local bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreambank.com for more information. It'll be so, awesome. Very, very excited about that event. Should and be that, really cool. That venue, by the way, is really cool. If you haven't been there, it is. you wouldn't know it's there if you're just driving by unless you're looking for it. It is a intimate theater where is it in bethesda i mean it's on wisconsin avenue sort of like a little bit north of a lot of the i always call it downtown bethesda i don't know if that's the right term or not thank you very much i apologize to bethesdians if i'm wrong about where it's at but it's past that kind of the strip with all the caddies on cordell and rock bottom and those kind of places but it's there on the right hand side and it's this beautiful space it's unbelievable so fun Great green room, which the fans don't care about, but we should care about because it's really awesome down there. They have really good food. And uh, I performed there a couple different times, but it'll be a hoot to come hang out with your pals. We've sold a lot of tickets already. That's I know the they're going hot off the presses, so make sure you get your tickets now. Uh, at Bethesda Theater is where you can check out those tickets online. Uh, quickly, before we get back to the phones and talk commanders here, there's a couple of really bad weather playoff games this weekend, and I love that. Stamped. I get so excited. Now, I am not going to go full I hate indoor football because there are people out there that think if there's a dome and it's 72 degrees and it's aesthetically beautiful on carpet in the playoffs that you know, they, they shouldn't do it that way, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I have no problem when I turn on the Super Bowl. If it's the Dolphins, let's say, and the 49ers, if I get max capacity, both operations, full speed Tyreek Hill, because he's playing instead of on grass, you know, running on turf. I got no problem with that. However, I do love a cold weather, windy 
frigid, mm-hmm. the frozen tundra, snowy playoff game. Love it. The optics of it was a disgusting watch. But if in week 18, if you guys watched any of the Patriots and the Jets, which was the you know the other oh, game yeah. that mattered a lot to the commanders trying to get the number two pick, otherwise it would go to a tiebreaker, and that tiebreaker went their way, didn't it? Yes, it did. But that game was kind of the perfect, really bad football, no doubt. Bailey Zappi and uh, Trevor Simeon or whoever started for the Jets. But the sliding around, you get tackled and you slide eight yards down the field. It's slushy. It's gross. Like, I cannot wait. I now, love that. When it's my team, it never, ever is. But if it was my team, I wouldn't want that. Like, I, I just, I want, I want to have, I want to win the football game. I think you would if your team is like an underdog, like Pittsburgh against yeah, Buffalo. Maybe, bring maybe, it on. Maybe it's an equalizer. But as someone who's just going to usually casually observe the playoffs, right? Because that's that's what that's, what we, that's our lot in life here in Washington until kind of this new regime took over. Give me all the inclement. I want it pouring rain that time. I want it snowing so hard. I want all of that stuff. So how about this? I'm reading from the New York Times, but this information's everywhere. The Chiefs are at home against the Miami Dolphins on Saturday night. This is the Peacock game, I believe, right? The weather that they're calling for is, quote, dangerously cold temperatures, like stay indoors temperatures is what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. A wind chill warning will be in effect across the region from Friday night through Tuesday afternoon, according to the National Weather Service. The wind chill in Kansas City for that football game will be 15 to 35 degrees below zero cold on Saturday night. I- I've never experienced that in my life. Negative 20? Wind chill? That's so cold. So if you spit, does it freeze before it gets to the ground? Is it one of that. those things? It, it, it'll, I bet you it doesn't freeze before it hits the ground, but I bet you it's frozen on the ground after a couple seconds. Right. If you go, hey, come look at this, by the time they look at it, it's frozen. Our buddy Diana Rossini, uh, who was at ESPN for years, I remember she did this, and this is how you know it was a good bit, because it's been like four years and I still remember it. She uh, was doing sideline or something or just pregame reporting from Mm -hmm. Buffalo or one of these places. And she had her producer, like, pour water into a glass. And she did, like, her one-minute hit. And, like, by the end of the hit, she went to, like, pour out the water. And it was, like, completely. And it was already frozen? Completely, like, frozen in the glass. That's a great bit. I mean, like, that's how cold it was. Outstanding. 15 to 35 degrees below zero. On Saturday night. Here we go, Miami. Let's see. And the Dolphins, not only the perception is always like they don't want to be outside. They don't want to be where it's cold. I said this the other day on the show. That, whatever those, the color scheme of like the, it's beachy. It's we're having an exotic fun time. It's teal and orange. No team looks like they don't belong in the cold than the Miami football Dolphins. Now, last year, they almost beat the Bills in the playoffs, I think, with Skylar Thompson in the snow, if you remember. That's right. But Mike McDaniel weighs like 76 pounds. He's going to have to wear 14 hoodies and layers. He was wearing a T-shirt at practice today. I think it was today. might have been yesterday. That said, uh, I wish it was colder. Because <laughs> I think he's one of these yeah. guys that's all about, like, what you envision is what's going to happen. Like, what you trick your mind into. Yeah. But so that's if you like, make believe, you just get it. Exactly. <laughs> Him and my mom both read the the book, uh, the secret. Looking the for the secret. secret there. there. It is. Thank yeah. you. They read the secret and, yeah. and they just kind of roll with that philosophy. But he said, "I wish it was colder." But how about that man? Well below zero 
Wind chill maybe negative 30. That's my so again, I think the games are tough to pick this weekend, just generally. I think I've got a feel, and that's always kind of dangerous. We gotta make our picks after uh six o'clock. Uh, one question, point of order here, fellas. All right. For confidence points picks. So this week is when we can start doing player props, yeah? No. We always do that in the playoffs. Yeah, but there's there's enough games. That's when we don't have oh, enough games. Okay. So yeah. we do it after there's not enough games. Correct. Yep. Okay. So this is forcing you to pick from a limited so slate. So next week is when we start doing that. That would be correct, yes. Won't we have the same number of games? Because there's wild card? No, it'll be less because there's only the wild no, card. The rounds change. Games. Yeah. Four. I guess that's true. Four. Because of the buys. Yeah. All right. So the, no player props this week. No player props this week. Ugh. All games. And uh, we got to post the poll. Let's post the poll at six to see what people want our punishment to be once and for all going into the playoffs for confidence points. What do you want Danny to do this year? Uh, You're not even in last right now. Give it time. You, you the, can't play, play the victim. I'm not a victim. You're playing the victim when you're I'm not, not playing in last, a victim in last play. What do you want Danny to do? What do, you, what do you call it? Playing the winner? I mean, you're not in last. You don't get to play the victim right now. It's coming. Okay. The point. I'm not good at this. I, I stress it up here. Fine. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. So it's hard for me to pick anyway because I'm terrible at it. But even beyond that, like I feel like if all things are equal, I would love that Dolphins plus four and a half line. But they're not equal. It's minus 35 degrees when the wind starts to blow. I have such a hard time the, the with, with that equalizer. That's good. That helps you a little bit. That's what helps. Uh, the other game that's going to be in t- in bad weather, and this one's actually this will not will not be as cold, believe it or not, in Buffalo. But the weather is going to be more awesome. Okay, way more awesome. Mm-hmm. Bills Steelers. The Bills will play at home against Pittsburgh Sunday afternoon amid a winter storm. Let's go, winter is coming. They are predicting snow and high winds expected to start Saturday afternoon and continue through Monday morning. I am here for this. So they're saying about 27 degrees in Buffalo. Uh huh. About 40 mile per hour winds. Ooh. Little snowfall. That's tough. 40. Th- this is like the, the most comparable weather they're saying at the stadium, just for your. What it might look what like. What does that mean? Do you remember the game when they played the Patriots at night a couple years ago? I want to say the final score was like 10 to 7, or I'd have to look it up. But there was like a 30-yard field goal early in the game that blew way wide to the right. Uh, the longest completed pass in the game was like 7 yards, I think, in the air. Do you remember that game at all? I don't specifically, but I, I could picture it. <laughs> yeah, It was like a record-breaking win game, Just basically. grossness. And it was like, if you throw the ball, I don't care if you're Josh Allen. It's going to get pushed in weird directions. It's going to wobble. You better account for that wind. So it's just let's all line up and run the ball a bunch. So it's Big Ten football, and oddly enough, bring it on. I, j- I just cannot wait. I'm all about it. I was talking to a guy, by the way, the Are other the day. the Steelers somehow with Mason Rudolph going to luck box their way into like a 6-3? Yeah, that's that's their pass. lot in life, dude. I was if talking T.J. To... Watt was still healthy, I'd feel, I'd feel better that about it. That would be my I'll give them a chance. But uh, without T.J. Watt, I just... Is that defense even good enough? I don't think so. So I was just real quick. I was chatting with the guy the other day who's like, yeah, I'm going up to Buffalo for the game. And I was like, I respectfully, how? Like, that sounds great on paper. How are you getting in? The snow's going to start in earnest. You must be. I mean, maybe you're leaving early. You you could fly, you know, tonight, tomorrow morning or something. Yeah, you got to fly way before him. But I think he was playing. He's like, I'm going to go up Saturday. I'm like, are you? My concern for him is less getting there. You can figure that out. You're going to sit outside in that? Well, you also live in Buffalo now. I mean, are, like, you're going to be stuck for a while, dude. Are you Are you sitting in a suite? Mm. This is where you can call me Press Box Paulson. Oh, Get yeah. ready for this. Here we go. All right. This, 
This is going to be a little press box Paulson. I ain't sitting outside in 40-degree winds and snow to watch the football game. You're not cut out to be a Bills fan, sir. You're, you are right. By I'm, the way, I'm not either. I'm not in Bills Mafia. I'm not doing it. Well, that's what I was saying. What, like, How is there possibly going to be 100% or anywhere near 100% attendance at the Kansas City game? That kind of temperature? Oh, there will be. There's no way. Chiefs kingdom. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't imagine that stadium being more than 70%. Free. I think there will be one empty seat from that guy who's in prison who was robbing all the banks. Oh, yeah, him. The um, Wolfhead guy was there. Yeah, I don't think that guy will be there. But otherwise, I think there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans there. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We have people in our stadium, obviously, rocking out to watch me throw to Trav. And uh, it's going to be me and Coach Reed. And it's going to be, you know, we're going to run it back. So uh, I'm excited to have everybody there. I think if you gave me tickets, you said, dude, I got tickets. Yeah. Bill Steelers, mm-hmm. 50 yard line, row 10. I'll pay for your food, the whole trip, everything. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's on me. I'm not going. So quit asking. <laughs> and I like it yeah. ain't happening. No. And you're like, Grant, all right, now um, I'll give you five hundred dollars to come with me. I'm not going. So quit asking. Thousand dollars. I'm not going. So quit asking. Now, if we get above a thousand, you might keep asking. Now you can ask. You can you can ask. How much? That's actually. I wonder what I wonder how much it would take for me because I was I have no affinity for either team. Like, I don't care. Here is this is how you know I'm so old and I'm just a dad now and I'm. Mm-hmm. boring. I also have not been able to get over this cold for like almost three weeks. I'm kind of losing my voice again. Danny Paulson over I, there? Yeah, Who are you? I, I, I'm Danny. I am Danny <laughs> Ruye. I cannot get healthy. So that's part of it. In my mind, I'm mm-hmm. going. This will be such a setback. And I, I'll, exactly. I'll get the sniffles all over again. I think if I sat outside, let's say I was healthy. Yeah. My fear with everything now is, would I get sick? Because I, 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 I never want to go through whatever this is for three weeks. Can't breathe through one nostril, mm-hmm. then the next nostril, then it's back to the other. Uh, I don't want to do this it's anymore, ever again. I just want to be able to speak and laugh and not sound like an old smoker. So I, I think I'm staying inside. I, I, don't, <laughs> I think you can keep your money. So quit asking. So I'm, I'm probably not going. Quit asking's popping me. Thank you. I don't know that there's, again, this is how old and dadish I am. I don't know that any of these games you could get me to go. Like if you paid for everything for me, I don't know that I'd go to any of these. I wouldn't go to the to Houston, you know. Oh, like I'm, like, I'm going to go on a flight. Some like That's cough. Indoors. I, so what? Some like oh, kids I would love it. Some kids screaming, some coughing and hacking. Uh, so what do you do, buddy? No, what I, do you do? Again, like, I'm, no, I'm going to Vegas for the Super Bowl for Radio Row week. Yeah, and I am thrilled. I cannot wait. I haven't been to Radio Row in years. I haven't been to the Super Bowl in years. I am ecstatic to be going. Cannot wait. But all I can think about is I'm definitely going to get sick on the plane. Every time I get on a plane now, like, I almost said no one talks about this. I think everyone talks about yeah, it. Yeah, everyone talks about Ever it. Ever since COVID, like, everyone just has a respiratory issue and a cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you notice that? And yeah. They never go away. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I didn't used to get whatever this is. All, all I get is this. This is my now default. So I think there's two things. Me not being able to talk now. That's my new default. One, when your kids go out into the world, they bring it all back. So you have a kid that goes out in the world, and it hits you different. Also, you've crossed the threshold. I love that the NFL music is still playing under us. Yeah, we're, like, I mean, we're talking we about colds and immune systems yeah. here. Fire it up. Here we go. NFL films. When Dateline Baltimore, where Joe Flacco's been sick. When you cross the threshold that you've crossed, you're as a dad, it's it's what we do now. We we get these things and we yeah. we, are, we stay having them. You used to mock me when you were Ryan's age. Yeah. And like in your twenties, and you're like, 
I drank 21 beers on Saturday, and here I am doing the show, shucking and jiving. Will this move for the commander's work? No. But now you're where I yeah, was. It's and less... it never forgives, and it never lets up. Well. Welcome. If the game is in wind chills that are below freezing, I'm not going, so quit asking. We... I'm not going to, so quit asking. Good bit. I wouldn't go to Tampa because the Eagles are playing, and I hate them. Yeah. I wouldn't bad, go to Dallas. Bad take, bro. I wouldn't go to Dallas. I hate Dallas. I, I mean, you're surrounded by Cowboy Cowboys, fans. Packers. You forget. Yeah. Have you ever been to an NFL playoff game? No. I mean, what are we doing here? No. Go to one. It's fun, man. Surrounded by 90,000 Cowboys fans wearing that stupid blue star. That's not fun. Root for Jordan Love. There'll be 20,000 people in yellow. No, thanks. I got to fly to Dallas? Ew. All I'm right. not doing that. Pick another one. All right. I'm t- I'll go another one. Detroit. I got to I gotta walk that eight miles. fire. Yeah. I, actually, that go one I might down. do. That you, one you I might do. You want to see Lions, Rams? That one I might do. McVay running up and down the sideline. That's the game to go to. I could do that one. Stick aside. I'd grab a couple of my Detroit comedy buddies that I know. We'd go to the game. Eat some Detroit pizza. Detroit pizza is not bad, by the way. Very good. Pretty good. Very tasty. I would do that. That one I would do. The others I would not do. That's our breakdown. We broke it down. I think all the games are broken down. (laughs) Now we know who's going to win. We actually will discuss the games in more detail and uh, make our predictions at 6 o'clock, but let's get back into the big news of the day. That is that Adam Peters has been hired as the general manager of the Commanders. Here is, I think, a very relevant, important question we have to ask. Everyone's happy today. The honeymoon will begin. We're going to wake up in the morning. We're going to fly to St. Lucia. We're going to be, you know, playing hopscotch and having all kinds of fun. How much time do you give him before you need some results? And what kind of patience will you have with Adam Peters running your football operation? Let's talk patience next on GND. Taking you up to 630 on a football Friday ahead of six games and three days of NFL playoff action. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. Big old juicy meatball of a day on the gridiron, where, among other things, Alabama's got their head coach, Kalen DeBoer, a couple of years at Washington. He has gone from Fresno State to replacing Nick Saban at Alabama in a three-year span. I'd say that's an unbelievable hire, but not really. I mean, he was... The biggest name, highest moving, ascending coach in the nation this year. And he just put the finishing touches on a year that almost led Washington to a national championship. The number of Alabama players, though, who you'd have to imagine might have started thinking about decommitting has to be astronomical. Oh, for sure. They could go anywhere in the country in a open season free agency period at this point. I saw they already lost a couple of their top recruits. Uh, Did you see that Shador Sanders? Was staying at Colorado. Was like, hey Alabama, anybody out there that wants to come join us? Here's my here's my info. Tap yeah, in. text me. So the, the recruiting has begun of their players. He's going to have his work cut out for him. I would imagine in so, more ways than one. Oh, yeah. He's going to take over the number one team in the SEC next year. By the time all these players roll out. Yeah, I mean number one for, in that regard, and number two again, you're filling the biggest shoes in maybe college football history, yeah, or, or at least up there again on the podium. 
at a place where the pre, the pre, like losing a game is unfathomable to them down there. Bigger like they shoes. can't handle it. Shaq's shoes or Nick Saban leaving Alabama replacement shoes? Saban shoes. Figuratively. Literally, it's Shaq's shoes. He's like a size 20-something. But, like, figuratively, it's a Nick Saban situation. Mike Norvell at Florida State decided to stay. A lot of coaches, I'm sure, just parlayed their leverage into extensions. He's one of them. He got a 10-year extension today. And in the NFL, the Patriots moved pretty quickly. This was interesting. Everyone knew Gerard Mayo was always the, the succession plan to Bill Belichick. But to not even interview anybody, to not talk to Vrabel, who became available, to not have any kind of a process. And they didn't have to because they had already signed documents with Mayo saying, you're the successor if we want you to be. And as a minority, I don't think there's such a thing as like, we're hiring him. We have to interview another minority for the Rooney rule satisfaction. But I, I found that strange. Like Openings aren't something that you get all the time. Mm-hmm. You might as well look at the star power, whether it's Harbaugh or uh, obviously a uh, former Patriots player who loves it there, as we saw when he went back to be honored and have his jersey retired. Um, I don't know. I, you could have still... Ended on Mayo, but I might have had a search. That's that's how I would phrase it. It's a Mayo could be the guy, but this is a great information gathering phase and anything else. You know, it, you it, you can do some self scouting. You can figure out what you don't do well. It's a great chance for information assessment. You want more data, even if you know that Mayo is the guy. Let him be the guy. Talk to six different candidates uh, who went up against you or heard about you or find out what your perception is outside of your building. Find out that. Hey, everybody thinks you guys are dinosaurs because you kept running the same thing back. And, uh, you know, you are haven't been the same since Josh McDaniels left. Whatever. Find out about what people think about you. That That's an important thing to do that they kind of said, no, thanks. We're good. He, is he's the new youngest coach in the NFL at 37 years old. Maybe they, by contract, legally, contractually, had to give him the job without a search if he was the successor, you know, as was part of his deal. In other words... I don't remember, but I, I would bet they kept him from leaving the organization to get other D.C. jobs or something. And maybe that's where they added the plan that you'll replace Bill if he leaves and it just automatically kicked in. And then you can't have a search. I would imagine something like that maybe was possible. But I was just surprised by that today because mm-hmm. there's been so much momentum to maybe Vrabel re- will replace Belichick. And everyone's been talking about that so much. And turns out no one knew what they were talking about at all because Mayo was just ready to slide over into the head coaching role. But I'm excited for him. That's new blood there. Young guy. You're going from someone in his yeah. 70s to a 37-year-old. I mean, what a difference in that building that could make potentially. Uh, now they got to fire, um, hire a GM to replace Belichick, which is interesting because you're bringing in a GM and saying, here's your head coach. He's going to hire the, a lot of the assistants that he wants to, uh-huh. but you're going to pick our players. Hope you like Mayo. That's not a great GM job. Not right now, no. I mean, I'll, I'll say third overall pick, you know, knowing that you're going to have some time maybe to, to let it work. But inheriting a head coach who just got hired. Oh, it's not yeah, like that's you're true. inheriting that's a lame true. duck head coach. No, that's right. No, a lot of GMs come in and it's Ron Rivera going into his final season or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, all right, I got to wait for a year, pretend like this guy has a chance, right. lame duck year, and then I'll pick my guy. Like Rand Carthon in, in Tennessee or something. Right. It's not that. This is. Literally day one of this coach, you, at least two, maybe three oh, seasons point. of having. I hope you can, you like him and you work with him. You better hire a GM because we already got him. It, you're you're doing it the wrong way, in other words. Yeah, you're working off of your coach to find your GM 
And uh, it's just a, it's bad process, largely from Robert Kraft. No, it's smart. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was just thinking you you're likely to get some runway, but it includes this tag along or this buy in thing that you have to have as a prerequisite for the gig. All right, let's get back to the Commanders and their new GM, Adam Peters, hired after what has been a really successful run in San Francisco. His drafts that he helped to put together, leading to five first-team All-Pros over the same time Washington picked one, 15 Pro Bowl appearances with fewer first- and second-round picks than Washington, who had just 11, three Super Bowl championships, six NFC, or I should say conference titles total, and 13 division championships when he was with New England, Denver, and San Fran. So he's now the GM. Question is, and we'll open up the phones on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Danny, how patient do you expect people to be? And what kind of timeline should they lay out in terms of when he needs to start showing something and bearing some fruit with some of what he's planning? So I think I might be alone in this. And I want to see what you think. I don't care what their record is next year. I don't. I don't care. Because I know there's a plan. Because I know it's going somewhere. For all these years in years past, when they would maximize and and you know go all in to be seven and nine, and Ron Rivera would get a bridge quarterback or Bruce Allen would get a bridge and whatever. I know that this is going somewhere. Where that ends, nobody knows. Right? You could have a, a key injury. You could be what happened to San Francisco last year, where nine quarterbacks get hurt in the NFC title game and you got no chance. Who knows, right? But to me, everything will be part of of a grander fabric, a grander plan. Eventually, this little patch right here is going to be a quilt. We're making the quilt. Next year, I don't care what happens because, again, there'll be a rookie quarterback in all likelihood. I'd like to see some success. I'll root for it. But if they finish 6-11, and 11, it's on the way to somewhere better. I'm all in favor of that. I don't know how many people are going to feel that way. They're going to want some return on investment. They want to feel excited. But I think people, by and large, will understand, as long as this is communicated and there's some transparency here, we're trying to build you something special. Give us a minute. I agree that I don't care a lot about the record. I'm a process over results guy. I also agree that most of the fan base doesn't view it that way, and they will care more about the record than you and I. But I would say we're at a point where with a brand-new ownership group and a new GM and a first-year head coach, and especially if there's a rookie quarterback they draft at number two, I don't think the fan base is going to be – Ride or die on the on the record, right? I, I do think you got to show some results for your new class, though. Here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. As the year went on in the draft, we were looking at how many snaps they were getting from their draft class, and it was embarrassing. You know, up until the final, like, six weeks of the season when Quan Martin started to play a bunch, there were games where they would have, like, none when Emmanuel Forbes was benched or maybe seven or six snaps from their entire draft class. It was unbelievable. If Andre Jones Jr. came off the edge a handful of times, spelling James Smith-Williams or something. I do think we're going to be able to keep pretty good score right away on some of their picks. Now, you should never really grade a draft after two weeks or four weeks or 11 weeks or one season. And I didn't do that this year with their group. I haven't given up on Emmanuel Forbes or Ricky Stromberg or Chris Rodriguez or some of the guys that look like they might be able to play here. But I do think you can have a feel for did they draft a star? Is there anyone here who's got the chance to be excellent? So I think that we'll be able to tell pretty quickly next year. How did their offseason go? You know, They didn't sign one veteran who ever made a Pro Bowl in four years here with the Rivera-Marty party regime. Right. They're going to spend $80 million, $75 million, something like that, if not more, this offseason. Do they have someone play at a Pro Bowl level? Is their best player in their secondary maybe next year? 
if Cam Curl's not back, or even if he is. Someone that they signed. You know, might they, I don't know, actually sign a linebacker who goes out and makes like 143 tackles and changes their defense? Do they go get an edge to help replace the two guys they traded who has 11 and a half sacks in his first season or something? Like, you are allowed to sign free agents who play great. And we didn't have a thing. anything close to that in this town. So I don't think it's unreasonable to say with the amount of cap space they have and drafting five players in the top 100, I think it's six in the top 102, three in the top 45, you want to see some dudes that look like they're really good next season. If you draft, just hypothetically, let's say they stay put at 236 and 40. Those are the three picks that they've got, like right off the bat, or 42 maybe, um, right there at the top. Let's say they draft Drake May, uh, a right tackle that starts, and a tight end, like Jatavion Sanders or something from Texas. If at the end of the year, Drake May is played awful, and you're worried that maybe he stinks, Mm -hmm. Sanders caught, we'll call him Cole Turner, you know, he caught (laughs) nine balls, and your tackle struggled enough that you kicked him inside the guard or something, then I I think we're going to feel like, oh boy, that was a rough start here. But the opposite is very possible and more likely, which is if May flashes like a strobe light, if they draft him and it shows maybe you got yourself your Herbert or something, and this Sanders guy goes out and catches 60 balls, like I think we're going to have a pretty good feel based on where they're picking and how much they're spending, whether or not they had a good first offseason. But I guess my answer, long-winded, would say I'm giving them two years before I really start getting antsy. I think that's fair. I think that's probably what... Ron got here, to be honest with you, which is you could yeah, ask, year one was such a bonus. Like they weren't good. We knew they weren't good. It was like, Hey, the division sucks. Let's go win it. Yeah. That was cool. You could have a little skepticism and be like, okay, that pick looks like it might've been a miss or that money on that linebacker. I don't love, mm-hmm. but two full football seasons, yeah. 34 games. And after that, now I start to actually form some hard and fast opinions. But I wonder, is is that what the fan base will do? I don't know if that's or do you think common. There's more urgency for them. I think there's going to be more urgency because this year happened. And, I, and that's no one's fault. That's nobody's – the Harris Ownership Group didn't do anything wrong here. Same, you know, with, with Peters. Just the fact is everyone was sitting here going, when's this old guy going to be gone? When is Rivera and company going to be out? We started that clock in October or, or numbers approximate, right? So because that happened, everyone's just sort of sitting on it. It's almost like it's unfairly going to be held against the ledger, I think, on a lot of people as they're looking at their watch going, when, when is my corner turning? I just sat through the garbage year to now do another garbage year. That's going to be annoying. I'm cool. I'm just thinking about the, the you know, sort of casual yeah. Craig, the regular fan, who might be going, you guys said this was going to be great, and it's not great. What the hell? It's a great point, too. I mean, it was midway through year two with Detroit and their regime where they just kind of jumped on a rocket ship and mm-hmm. took off. Um, Miami pretty quickly with McDaniel. Like It doesn't have to take very long in the NFL, especially when you got the assets Washington does. Uh, how patient do you plan on being – how quickly will you need to see results from the new regime for you to buy in and feel like uh, they're doing some of the right things? That's the question now on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. He's Danny. I'm Grant. This is The Fan. We are taking you up to 6.30 this evening. On a football Friday, top of the hour, 6 o'clock, we will give away tickets to go see the Capitals when they take on the Ducks on January 16th. I was at Capital One Arena last night. 
It did not go the way that the locals wanted it to. They came in second. Goals are just tough to come by with this group at this point. They scored one of them. <laughs> the goal. Max Pacioretty's first with the Capitals. That was nice. The problem was that the Seattle Kraken scored three more. Mm -hmm. They had four goals. Also, I need Darcy Kemper to not give up consecutive really soft goals early in the hockey match. That would also be something. If we're just taking notes on what I'd like to change for the next time out. Yeah. We'll put that near the top. First of all, of the good list. notes Thank by you. you. I like that. Mm -hmm. Give you an idea of how how jumbled up the Metropolitan is. Now, the Rangers are, are clear of everybody. But with the loss last night, the Capitals tumbled to second to last in the division. Just because it's so, everybody's got 44, 45, 46, 48 points. They're all right there. Good news for the Caps is games in hand. They're in a pretty good position there. They played two fewer games than most of the teams. Having said that, uh, that's the whole conference, by the way. Like, they're right on yeah, the borderline of the playoffs. And with, like, two or three wins in a row, they're comfortably in the playoffs, probably. Two or three bad more losses in a row, and they'd be looking up at just about everyone. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a pretty critical point of the season here. They're trying to get their act together, and they're doing it where no one's healthy. Tom Wilson has a broken nose, can't play, didn't play last night, still waiting to get Sonny Milano back. You see they gave away Sonny Milano uh, chia plant growers yesterday. That's funny. He's got the, you know, for people that don't know, he's got the big, poofy, awesome hair. Uh, so they gave away, my kids were, before I woke up and got downstairs this morning, they'd opened it and like poured the seeds in and had them sitting in the window trying to grow them. So they'll have fun with that. A uh, question is what kind of patience are you willing to show and to give to this new regime? How quickly do you need results? Ed is in Hartford on Grant and Danny. Ed, the commanders have a new GM, highly sought after Adam Peters from San Fran. How quickly does he need to start showing you something? I would say the first two to three years. And I only say that because there is so many holes on this team. This is not an overnight fix. And, and, and like Danny said, there are going to be some people who feel it should be. There are going to be some people who feel like this needs to be the Houston Texans next year. It's not likely going to be that. If it is, fine and dandy, we're happy. Yeah, great. But it's likely not. Um, this is way too many holes for me to say it needs to be fixed in two years. Now, in two years, we should see a lot of product on the field, and we should see a lot of these draft picks, um, you know, working out. And here's one other point I wanted to make, too, from earlier. We only have nine – not only, we have nine picks right now, but let's not forget that Peters is going to have to figure out, does Jonathan Allen really want to be here or not? Because that could be another trade bait and more picks this year. So oh, that's high on the hit list. Oh, yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for the call. He was on the Junkies, obviously – about, uh, I don't know, six weeks ago, maybe more, suggesting he may want to be traded. He About as close to walking that back as you could this week, I thought, with mm -hmm. them by saying, you know, he really didn't have a lot to say on, on the possibility of moving on. But he may want out. You, you, if you're going to keep him, he's going to want a new contract, I think. To me, and, and this is purely speculative, I think what you heard him talking about going somewhere else, I think that was a little bit of angling, posturing, leveraging. A lot of guys have been paid. When you pay a guy on my team, I'm better than more money than me, and Allen's been more productive than Payne in all but basically one season, uh -huh. and he makes a couple million more per year. I think Allen's seen a lot of dudes get paid since he was right around 17, 18 million. The market's now up to 22, 23 million, and he probably wants to get back in line. So if you're keeping him, maybe you pay him, you trade Payne, one way or the other, they got to figure out, what are you doing with Logan Thomas? What are you doing with Kendall Fuller? Uh, my guess is they cut some veterans, they clear up a bunch of space, and they 
really start this process, not from the ground floor, but closer to it. Yeah, I mean, they've already got a lot of cap space if they do nothing. If they do a couple of things, they've got even more. So it depends on what you want to do. If you want to give a guy a shot to to sort of earn his way into your good graces, if, if there's not as much urgency where you have to do it this year, that's totally fine. And it could also be, you know what? We've seen enough. Thank you for your service. I'd rather, you know, go somewhere else. Shane in D.C., you going to be patient or you need to see something quickly here? Commander Danny and Grant, hey, look, fellas, uh, you got to be patient. We have to be patient. We cannot just go up there and just jump into something and try and get something quick fix, put a Band-Aid on open wound. Because we'll fail, he'll fail immediately. We got to be patient. Look. Another thing, I don't think Jonathan Allen, I don't think Davis, and I don't think Fuller's going to be on this team roster next year anyway. You're going to get a lot of draft picks coming in. And number two, I do think that this commander still have a lot of good talent on this team. Uh, But the thing about it is, is who's going to lead this new new era of men to uh, a promised land? And that's the key hire right now. The coach is going to make everything. And by the way, shout out to Mayo. Tennessee volunteer head coach. I think they got a great, a great hire, defensive mind. And hey, look, he was a boss in the league when linebackers in the day were a, a big deal with the Patrick Willis. He definitely was with the Ray Lewis. He was a boss, and uh, and that's another thing we need on this team is what what like I said, middle linebacker. You got to start up front. Jonathan Allen is going to be older, and but time he weighs twenty eight now. I don't think he's going to be here for that rebuild. So let's go ahead and get him off. He's done a great for our for our organization. Let him go out there and try to compete for a, a championship. But right now, you got to be patient. Appreciate as, you, as, buddy. As, Thank you. Twenty-eight, by the way, while not old, or you know, I wouldn't say young either. Is it's kind of that age where, to his point, you, you probably got like three seasons left before maybe physically. And if you have to sacrifice one or two of those good ones exactly. for something in the future, but Kendall with a trade. Fuller at a position where you age a little more gracefully and you play longer into your career is 28 years old, as an example. Um, so just to – I think the caller said no Fuller, um, you know, Allen maybe. I think Jamin Davis will be here. Jamin Davis is only 25 on his rookie contract. You know, not to say you don't pay him a good chunk of money because he was a first-round pick, but he can run. He can still provide some athleticism, some things at linebacker. I would look to upgrade. I would look to do better at Mike, and, you know, maybe you move him off the ball. But the next group probably prioritizes the position more. Maybe you have three linebackers on the field at a time. I think Jamin Davis can be useful and helpful. You just don't want him to be your best linebacker and maybe your your top three defender, which there were times where he was this year. You can an issue. Yeah, you can get away with having that guy if everybody else is great, but they everyone else wasn't great. We got some confidence points picks to make, and we're looking ahead to playoff football as well here at the top of the hour. You want Caps tickets? You can win them in a moment on Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 